So the pre-roll's gone, Gabe. Am I? Oh yeah, look at that. Hold on, can I fix that live? I want. I think I can. Did you fix it? I did. Wow. (laughs) So that was a was a quick hot fix, is what we call them out in the field, a hot fix. Yeah. By uh, Audio Monkey Jacob. (laughs) Hey man, I wear that with pride. He said, "Put me on boat channels, Dad." Right. Ma, you remember those? Um, was that what was the name of that PS2 camera thing? You remember that? The Move. No. The Sony whatever. Oh, shit. But, now but do you remember the commercials for it? Where it was like, Mom, I'm on TV. Mom, Billy's on TV. <laughs> and like everybody's like gathering in like their basement. And he's like, oh, my God, Billy's on TV. Do you remember that? I remember those. I don't remember that commercial, but I remember what you're talking about. Fuck, what was the name of that uh, contraption? Ladies and gentlemen, he is doing live research as we speak. iToy. The iToy. Yeah, that definitely sounds like something straight out of 05. Yeah, it does. Wow, Billy's on TV. <laughs> yeah, those commercials were ridiculous. And that was before like Apple cornered the whole market on the i, the i thing. Yeah, you definitely. Know? Granted, it wasn't like i the letter, but like e y e. Yeah, but still, it was like i the organ. Yeah, exactly. i the organ. That's my new uh, hardcore band name. I the organ. I the organ. Now, when you say that, do you mean yes? Or- okay. And yes, <laughs> and the other way too. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, man, I'm a little tired. Yeah, I'm exhausted. Yeah. This rain, dude. That's what it is. The rain does it. Football does it. Beats down on your soul. The fact that. Just like when the Bears lose. Well, yeah, well, we're not there yet. They play Monday. They play tomorrow. But yeah. Uh, So, Gabe, are you ready to commence the commencements? Mm, Yeah. What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Second City Kids Podcast, episode number 133. 133. Crazy, 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 crazy. But we are back on a dark and dreary day on the south side of Chicago, Illinois. Gabe, how's everything going, man? It's good, man. It's good. I got no complaints. We're, we're both kind of tired because your, your little girl had her birthday party last night, and I ate 11 tacos. I heard, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah that uh, that legend spread quickly. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> do, so, uh, do, her, do, your, do your in-laws know? Yes. Uh, the, like I said, your legends are, are, are they proud or are they uh, upset? Shocked. shocked, shocked. A little bit of horror. A little bit of horror. <laughs> yeah. Well, you heard my like recurring nightmare, right? No, go. No, no. My recurring nightmare is that I go up there and grab tacos, and they're like, "No, you're cut off," and I wake up like screaming and like in a sweat. <laughs> that's that's the only like recurring nightmare I've had in my life is uh, your in law saying, "Gabe, no more tacos." Well, because Gabe's got a what's the word I'm looking for? An obsession. I got a fucking gut. Uh, well, not not that. Not that. I'm talking about more like an accept, upset, obsession or problem. Infatuation. Addiction. Sure. With my mother-in-law's and father-in-law's tacos. They're my favorite tacos. I mean, fair enough. They're fair really enough. good. No, definitely. The, 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 the green was on fire last night. Oh, man, that very day. That green was hot. <laughs> my, my favorite part is when, um, when your mother-in-law was like, oh, I toned it down today. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. She's. Uh, it can only take out a small cheetah today <laughs> as opposed to a regular sized one. No, you're right. Because uh, I was telling her, I'm like, that's a little hot. And she's like, yeah, like, oh, no, no, no. I'm like, yeah, I. See, the worst part is when it's like inconsistent like that. So next time you're going to go grab a big ass spoonful and you're like, oh, I can handle it. Yeah. And they made it normally. And then your mouth's on fire. And then you, <laughs> your poops are fucking like lava. Yeah. It's definitely been bad. Uh, I didn't try to touch the red, but I should have. 
The red was good. Was the red good? good? Yeah. Okay, because I I know the green is scary, and I I got a little terrified of it near the end of the the night. But yeah. 11 uh, tacos. Yeah, 11, man. It's a personal record. Mm, I think it's the first time I've been counting your in-laws tacos. But yeah, I'd I'd say in regards to them, their tacos, yes. What is your personal record overall? Well, we don't know. We just started counting. So like uh, (laughs) when when we were in PA, me and Maddie scarfed down 14 tacos. Between the two of you? Yeah, all together. Okay. And this time it was 17 tacos. So we broke our conjoined record. Okay. Even though I did like most of the work. Hey, man. And then we did, I think we did 10 rolls of sushi last weekend. Holy shit. Yeah. What was all yeah, you all right. Do you, yeah. have, do your parents feed you? <laughs> Who? Yeah, right. Do what? Yeah, dude. Feed? Yeah, feed. Food? I just walk into a fish market and just start going at it. Yeah, I guess. Fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, yeah, so my my Elsa and I had her birthday party. It's number two. Can't believe it. Time flies so goddamn fast. Um, it was fun, other than the rain. When the rain came, it kind of put a, a damper on the situation. But um, you know, we had friends. <laughs> we, no, no pun intended. No, no, no pun intended. Um, you know, the, but you know, people stuck around. Maria and Miguel finally showed up. Uh, they stayed a while. Uh, poor guy was teething, so I didn't want to. You know, we stayed till like one, and you know, my mom took the baby home. Uh, cause for like sleepover and stuff, opened up the presents this morning. Thank you for the gift, by the Absolutely. way. Absolutely. What'd you think? It's funny. I, li- I like the little pumpkin unicorn. I thought it was pretty metal. The, yeah. Well, you know, we saw it. We're like, well, if it's the theme, Halloween's right around the corner. It's perfect. Yeah. It, it'll work. Um, and like, I like the little loofah looking thing. That was pretty nice. Yeah. Too. Yeah. I saw that. I was like, well, put it in the cart. Yeah. Unicorn theme all the way across. It was good stuff. I had a t-shirt that says I am the, I think I've mentioned this, but I am the daddy of the unicorn princess and the unicorn is dabbing. So it was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. Overall, we had a good time. Cake was pretty good. Uh, but it was, yeah, it was good times. Uh, but other than that, a little haggard, a little tired. We had carnitas this morning. You know, so you know how I am with carnitas. I just feel like I, I climbed over like Everest. They, they'll, man, if you don't respect the carnitas. Yeah, oh. yeah <laughs> definitely. I mean, yes, they're delicious, but you better not be planning anything for the rest of the day because you're going to be yeah, real man. sluggish. Slow to react. You know what's really good? I had uh, sofritas from Chipotle finally. Mm-hmm. So I was I always just went for steak, you know. That was my mm-hmm. go to. I'm trying to cut back on my calorie consumption. You know, I say this after <laughs> I after I slam eleven tacos last yeah, night. Sure. But man, them sofritas is fucking good. You know what's also also good that they just came out with? They have the, the steak cilantro yeah, lime. Yeah, it has the, the carne asada. It was actually really good. I was stunned. Yeah, I got the email and I told Madison right away. You know they deliver it for free on Sunday, so if you ever yeah, I get the uh, notifications from yeah. the app. Yeah, the, you know, because you got me on that on that kick because you were on that Chipotle kick where you got like every time I came over before the podcast. Yeah, and then it like spread like the fucking plague, and then <laughs> I get like three times a week on my lunch. I'm just saying, like, Maddie, we need Chipotle. I'm just saying, you're welcome. There's Chipotle in my veins. Uh. Right? Yeah, so that's good stuff. Uh, but yeah, we got we just ordered Chinese food, so we got that coming. What do you get when you go to Chinese food, Chinese restaurants? Oh, man. The Chinese place by my house does like the dinner for... We always get the dinner for two. They call it the dinner for two, and it's like 25 bucks, but it's like food for four fucking people, and we still have shit left over. So it comes with uh, white rice, lo mein, crab ragoon, a uh, whole bunch of meats, uh, orange chicken, of course, mm-hmm. sweet and spicy uh, chicken, and just on a whole of fucking assortment of stuff. And that feeds okay. me my girlfriend and my parents and then there's still shit left over for the next day yeah i feel like you know it's funny because you know people say americans and their appetites right but i feel like the chinese are like exempt from that because like you go to europe like all the portions are like smaller from what i understand but here like the chinese they don't give a fuck like they are like you know what here's more you want more here's more 
You want more of that after that? Well, too bad. Here's more. I think, dude, I think it's the rice because like rice is like super filling if yeah. you're not careful with it, especially like the Mexican, like the brown rice. Oh, uh-huh. that shit will fuck you up real good. Yeah. But I feel like it, it's just the amount of rice. You look at it in the little damn container and you're like, dude, I could do this myself. Yeah. And you eat a couple of spoonfuls and you're like, fuck, I got to slow down on everything else. I think that's what it is. You know, uh, you know who sm- like kills rice? What is it Ponce? No, Alessana. Oh, yeah. Alessana is a rice. fucking rice fiend. She slams rice. I don't know how we got in this tangent about food, but we opened up the When you make rice that. at home, um, don't add water. Add like a cup of broth. So like chicken broth, mm-hmm. like soup broth. That's what I do for like my, my lunches when I make them for the week. Okay. Well, massive difference. You can't go back after that. Interesting. interesting. And squeeze a little bit of lime on there too, man. There well, I'm not, I'm not particularly uh, sound in the kitchen. I can mm-hmm. do like an item or two. Sure. Uh, but... Yeah, maybe I should start doing stuff because I'm 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 getting a little unhealthy. I'm telling you, man, get a pressure <laughs> cooker and you won't you won't fucking look back. Yeah, I, I I can make fucking Greek yogurt in that thing. Do you know how awesome that is? Greek I can yogurt. make my own Greek yogurt. I've been on a crazy Greek yogurt binge recently, and like you don't realize how expensive it is until you like go to Costco and you're like, fuck, this is still six bucks, and you get a big ass tub and you're like, god damn it, this is gonna be gone. Why the Greek days. yogurt though? Because uh, I mean, I love it. I love the kind of consistency, the uh. thicker stuff. And the like the regular yogurt just doesn't cut it for me, man. I like plain Greek yogurt or flavored, but I, I make my own parfait. So I grab like granola, oh. cut up some fresh fruit, toss that into like a jar. Throw some raisins in there. Yeah, I, I like raisins. Um, I bought this uh, cinnamon. It was a cinnamon spice raisin granola from Target. It was mm. like three bucks. And I was like, dude, this shit's so fucking good. And I like wolfed it down. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, I was supposed to make parfaits, but I'm just <laughs> sitting here on my ass eating granola. Hey, man, it is what it is. All right, man. So um, finally for the agenda. Yeah, sorry. That was that was not my peak in the mic. Not meaning to we do We got to get you two boom shields. Yeah, I guess. Uh, but it's not too bad. All right. So I we had a couple of notes that I want to talk about. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this, but I it's a fantastic idea. But I think there is a thing that. Serious flaw. Yeah, that went missing. So it is a glove that hearing impaired can wear that when they sign, it speaks for them, right? Mm -hmm. But the problem being is that they still got to, you still got to communicate back to them. Yeah. You know, so fair point. It is kind of one way communication, but it is like, I think it's helpful and not like, not in the conversation sense, but in the, hey, where is this? Sweet. Okay. Bye. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, But. I don't know. I think it's kind of a little one-sided, but it's an excellent idea. Technology changing the world and whatnot, right? But I don't know. I think those little one-sided. It's it's a uh, it's a step towards the right direction because Google has a you know the uh, with the Google earbuds they've uh, promoted this thing where it's like oh you know like live translation blah 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 yeah. and you were like holy shit it's like the babblefish from uh, from uh, like uh, the the Hitchhiker's Guide it's yeah sweet baby Jesus I'm out of it <laughs> yeah but, um, but they're like yeah you know you can have like conversation it'll translate in real time where that's not how it worked you pull up the app. And like, you know, you say something in Spanish, it'll translate it to Polish and then I'll say something Polish back and it'll translate it back to you. Uh-huh. So it's not per se conversational, but it is definitely helpful. And we're moving towards that point in time yeah. where language isn't going to be this massive barrier anymore, you know? Yeah, it's pretty cool though, isn't it? Yeah, man. We, 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 we are living in the future, you know? Yeah, strange, strange thing. But yeah, this is something I wanted to put up in the agenda. I thought it was fun. Uh, now, the, another thing. Good Burger, remember you know Good Burger? Of course, you've seen Good Burger. Good right? Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? Uh, so apparently they got a pop pop up restaurant coming up to Chicago. Yeah, that's what I heard. Cool, that's what I saw, and I'm all over it. I want that special sauce. I believe it was on that show that they said that dude is a gender neutral term, right? If yes, I'm not mistaken. Correct. So ahead of its time, Absolutely. man. That was like 20 years ahead of its time. Uh-huh. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I believe like yeah, they're like what? Well, I'm not a dude. He's like no, dude. Dude's everybody. Everybody's everybody's a dude. A dude. I'm yeah. a dude. She's a dude. We're all dudes. You know what I mean? That's the whole thing. 
yeah so yeah it's ridiculous man absolutely ridiculous yeah and i remember my favorite thing about uh the ed secret sauce from the movie is that every time he like oh what's in the sauce he's like he started to tell and somebody would have to like tackle there's like a carn yeah over yeah Yeah. there there was somebody who would have to like tackle him to stop him from telling people because he would be like what like somebody would hypothetically like oh what what is in this and he would start to to go through like no 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 yeah man i love me a good running gag yeah especially in a kid's tv show absolutely like i feel like the 90s nick got away with so much more absolutely and uh i'm glad because i think um you know, every now and then they, that that skit pops up on SNL every now and then. Yeah. When uh, Keenan Thompson's feeling up to it, so it's kind of it's kind of dope. I'm not gonna lie. And uh, like I said, when it pops up, I'm I'm gonna try and make a track and see what happens. All right. Another thing. So this is a little bit more of on a somber note. Have you seen this this new Sandy Hook PSA? I have not seen it. No. All right. So uh, let me describe it to you. Essentially, it is a um, like a PSA created by the Sandy Hook Foundation, the you know the people and kids and affected by that the whole tragic tragedy that happened at Sandy Hook. Um, so the PSA opens like a back to school ad, like oh look check out these new folders that my parents got me. It's awesome, la la la, right? And as the commercial is going, you you kind of tell that something's a little off. Mm-hmm. And as the like in the last one, the last time you kind of see something's just really starting to go down. When the kids like oh yeah these headphones my parents got me they're dope and he puts them on and then kids in the background start running around like running in different directions and shit. And as it's going, it's just like. Oh, these shoes are awesome. They help me get where I need to go. And there's like gunshots and kids running through like hallways. Jesus. Yeah. So, and, um, stuff like, Oh, these socks really save are really a lifesaver. And she's like using it as a tourniquet to stop her friend from bleeding. And their kids like bleeding everywhere. And it's like, this whole thing is just like really, it gets really dark and ugly really quick. And kid with a skateboard. Oh yeah. The skateboard's awesome. He's using it to bash and open a window so he can get out. Um, and the one that's like the most heartbreaking where the little girl's like in a bathroom stall and she's like, yeah, I can finally communicate with my mom. And she's texting, I love you, mom, as you hear the door open. Jesus Christ. And then it cuts off. So like the whole PSA is like, hey, like sh- shit happens at school. You know, um, if you see something, report Say something. It. Yeah. yeah, report it. And I was watching it at work. All right. And it like it really like disturbed me. So I'm like terrified. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean your girl's getting to that age where yeah. she's gonna start going to school. She's gonna be three next year, and you know we start looking at preschool and all that type of stuff, and it's terrifying to me. Jesus. So it was like super effective, and I again I don't mean to to you know make the, the this is not our business. This is not what we do. We're not a political yeah. podcast. It's not our, it's not our thing, but it deeply disturbed me. Uh, when you it's extremely well made. It gets the point across. I, yeah, I was just about to say, yeah. man, if it like really fucks with your head like that, then it did a good job. Yeah. Because I'm sure that was the point of the way yeah. you described it to me. Yeah. Like, it, I'm sitting over here getting chills and I haven't even fucking seen this thing. Yeah, I might, I might have to show you a little bit before you leave today, but um, you'll definitely understand. Like, because it was really, really sobering. You know, I had to show people at work because I, I couldn't, like, not keep yourself together. Yeah, yeah. I, I could not, not show people because it was so powerful and effective. And, you know, School started back up not too long ago. Make sure you're taking care of your kids. Watch your kids. Make sure everything is okay. Lock your shit up properly. Yeah, because I'm at the point in my, like you said, where my daughter's starting to get to that age, and I'm terrified. And I don't think I should be terrified sending my kids to school. Oh, man, you sh- you should definitely not watch. We need to talk about Kevin. Yeah. So, what's that? That's a movie about um, a kid that grows up to be a school shooter. For real? Yeah, and that movie is, like, fucking spooky. Me, me and Mady don't have kids. And we watched it and we're like, fuck. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I don't. I got a whole list of fucked up movies if you want. Maybe I do have to watch it. Maybe I don't have to watch it. I don't maybe. know. 
but um powerful stuff and Good uh stuff. hopefully how many times do you think we had to say like a disclaimer like oh we are not like this or that well, I feel like it's been happening a lot more recently with the news. Yeah. Because uh, we recorded Friday on a Exploration, and I yeah. went on this. Um, it wasn't a rant because we do analyses, right? And I had to preface it with, we are not a religious podcast, <laughs> nor were we ever or will we ever be a religious podcast. Because okay. I did this whole crazy analysis where the main character is Jesus, you know? And I compared everything, and I had all my notes drawn out. Okay. And I was like looking at my co-host, and I was like, dude, I feel like I, it, it's like always like me that has to say, like, we are not... A political podcast. Yeah. We're just here to talk shit. Yeah, know? for sure, for sure. Uh, but I, I, I recommend anybody to check it out because, like I said, it's framed so innocently, and then it just turns real dark and scary. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's uh, sometimes that's the most effective. Absolutely. Shock. Yeah. So let's talk some movies, TV, and books. Hey, maybe that's why uh, Cannibal Corpse is so popular. Just sh- sh- pure shock value. Yeah, absolutely. You know, people always say like, "Oh, Cannibal Corpse, Cannibal Corpse," they're like ruining the youth, bro. Have y'all ever fucking seen a cattle decapitation music video? Anyway, we're getting off tangent. <laughs> Let's talk movies, TVs, and books. So, okay, um, there are talks. So Netflix has The Office until twenty twenty one, and then it transitions into NBC's streaming platform called Peacock, which uh, I don't love the name, I don't hate it, but that's not what we're here to talk about. Okay. So I guess part of the incentive for you to subscribe to Peacock is I guess they're trying to do an Office reboot. And uh-huh. uh, okay, so before we talk about this, Steve Carell already said no. Okay. So he's out. Uh, what do you think about this? Um, I'm. I don't know. I'm, I I I can't say if I'm for and against without seeing it, which is sad because it's 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 really a judgment call after I watch an episode. Sure, and, and I, I'd say you were the one that's more invested in the office from yeah. between us two, right? Absolutely. It's. Uh, I mean, I, if they could kind of keep it going how it was as it was. Because there's something about The Office that uh, is just pure comedy and like really did not care about social norms. It said off the wall shit that they would not get away with. A couple of things. A couple of things. First of all, I think everybody enjoyed it because it made your everyday work, boring ass work life seem exciting and fun and yeah. just this tightly knit group, right? Which is probably not the case for most of us. Absolutely. I mean, you and I were fortunate enough to have that experience and have our own kind of version of the office. Yeah. But it was the outbounds, right? Yeah. But um I think that is part of the appeal. And I think I think you're totally right, man. Like this show came out ten, twelve years ago, I think yeah. it started. And the political climate back then was just completely different, man. Like half the jokes Steve Carell made, especially when he was asshole Michael before he became fun Michael, yeah, is just, like those would not fly today. Absolutely, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, here's here's my thing. Maddie pointed out something properly good, and I think I I think I should say it. She said The Office already had a hard enough time those last two seasons without Steve Carell. What the fuck are they gonna do with a whole spinoff or continuation without him? And I yeah. said that's that's a perfect point because if the show ended. Um, because I, I did enjoy the finale, right? But I told you after I finished it, my whole complaint was that like none of these characters are really salvageable at the end of the day, except Jim and Pam. But they're yeah. supposed to be, you know, they're supposed to be those people. Like I yeah. still kind of disliked Michael. Andy was my favorite up until the last two seasons. Yeah, and then like you know everything kind of goes downhill. And um, my my whole thing was like, well, if it ended when Steve Carell left with Dwight's wedding. Right. Yeah. Or shortly after, maybe a couple episodes after, I think I would have felt a lot better about that show. Yeah. Because I'm still, you know, I enjoy it. I'm not a believer. Yeah. But yeah, man, I just think it's going to be hard. Yeah. So many factors working against us now. Yeah. And then like, and it really depends what the premise is because based on where we left off with these characters, like it doesn't make sense for them to kind of reemerge in the same kind of place. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I mean, if it's just focusing on maybe on Dwight's shenanigans as the leader of the office, then okay. But um, 
I think it'd be really difficult to do it without Steve Steve Carell number one, and without the arc of Pam and Jim because that's part of the appeal. That's a huge hook for the show. Absolutely, is their relationship. Even then, man, it's like, what are you possibly gonna do at this point? Yeah, because. You know, I'm, I'm going to say it again. I didn't feel super great about how the show turned out. It did have its bright moments, and I did enjoy it at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But it's like, are you going to possibly try and soil that? Because, like, I love Scrubs, right? But mm-hmm. I refuse to acknowledge the last season, the grad school season, okay. because it's absolute trash. They tried to continue to profit off of something that wrapped up so nicely, and that's almost a detriment to it. You know what I mean? I had to, like, erase that season from my mind. Okay. And I don't want to see the same thing happen to kind of the sitcom classic like The Office. Mm-hmm. You know, like how would everybody feel if Seinfeld said, yeah, we're coming back 20 years later. Maybe a bit maybe a bit less, but still though, yeah. you know, like 15 years later. For sure. It just doesn't feel right. Let it be what it is. Yeah. Seinfeld left off at such a high point in its career, you know, and I'd say The Office did too. It, yeah. it dragged out the lo- those last two, but just let it sit peacefully in I, its grave. I didn't quite have the fatigue that you did for the last couple of seasons. I mean, I like... I do admit, like, there's definitely a different feel to it. Quality, man. Yeah, but I, I don't really. I was still invested in the stories, and I really, I really did like Dwight by the end. You know, um, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, it's just this: the relationships were so well put together. It's kind of hard to to think about it. But it's you know, it's the same kind of deal. If like if friends, if friends were to come back, people are upset during some of the jokes that friends had back then because you know how the, um, Chandler's dad became a woman. And like, there people are are upset about that, and it's a joke. The shit's a joke. You know what I mean? It's meant to be funny. It's played up for comedy. These mundane situations with four people living in an apartment building, it, you know, it's meant to be played up for comedy. That's the point. The simplicity of it is what makes it what it is, and which made it so relatable. You know, so and you, I, I'm sorry, I still say inappropriate shit. You know what I mean? I still make stupid jokes at work. It's just how it is. You know, um, you know, I don't know, but I guess we will have to wait and see. Um. The peacock. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I know um, the logo is a peacock, but whatever. I, I like guess, I said, but, it, you know, we're not here talking about the, the name of it because <laughs> I, I don't particularly like peacock, but yeah. I think it stands out enough. I mean, it's the like logo. Like a peacock should, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about Battle of Big Rock. So you know what this is? No, no idea. So this is a short film that came out on Jurassic Park's official like YouTube. Okay. Uh, essentially, it's kind of a short film directed by the director of, uh, I believe, the most recent Jurassic Park film. Um, and essentially... Spoilers, I guess. Um, if you haven't seen Jurassic World Part Two, uh, have you seen it? Yes, I don't want to talk about it. Okay, it's easily the worst in the franchise. Yeah, I probably have to agree with that. But basically, dinosaurs are rocking the earth again, right? That was where we left off at the end of Jurassic World: uh, The Fallen Kingdom. All right. Um, I can't so, believe I paid fucking money to watch that. It, it was it was entertaining. It was entertaining. Was it a great movie? No, but was it fun? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah, if you're blindfolded. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so that's where we left off on the last movie. So basically, this is taking a group of survivors. I don't know how exactly how they framed that. Um, but, you know, people who are trying to avoid the dinosaur plague, I guess. Right. So they go up into the mountains and basically a fight breaks out between. Um, oh, my God. I'm the one with the horns. What's this fucking thing Triceratops. called? Triceratops. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Triceratops and. Uh, a T-Rex. A fight breaks out. This family's involved. Um, and, you know, it, it was well done. It was fun. It was well written. Uh, I like how dark it was because it was a short film. So, you know, they didn't have the uber big budget, mm-hmm. right, to, to kind of execute exactly what they wanted as far as it. So they kept it dark. 
so you can kind of miss some of the maybe the shy animation when it comes to the dinosaurs but um i thought it was pretty effective uh kind of showing setting up the world i don't know what their plan is moving forward with the franchise i think it's kind of hard to move forward which is up with this is the thing that throws me off and upsets me about the whole entire thing about the way that that movie ended and the way that this is kind of tying in there's nowhere to go so there's only one option a miniseries no they're gonna reboot this bitch soon enough and you can't do it Jurassic the original Jurassic Park is one of the most revolutionary films ever made it still holds up today it still that it still looks good it still holds one up today one and two still hold up yep. really good yep and you can't replicate that it was magic nah man you can't do it so I, that, I'm telling you it's gonna go miniseries where it's gonna be like these offshoot sea actors trying to catch these dinosaurs and bring them back and I, then every once in a while you get Chris Pratt sprinkled in I'd be okay with that though but but my problem is, is I, I feel like they're not going to leave it at that. <laughs> I'm a, so uninvested in this franchise after that last film that I don't care what they do. Really? Honestly, dude, that, that last movie kind of ruined everything for it's, me. And it's funny because I feel like people shit on three. Okay. Three wasn't that bad. It was bad, but it was not to the point of like, what the fuck did they do? I mean, it did kind of effectively kill the franchise for like 20 years, but that's besides the point. <laughs> I didn't think it was that bad. I Can thought, you believe this? We're living in the 90s. We got a Rambo movie coming out. We got, we're talking Jurassic Park, wait, and then we have Terminator. Good Burger. Good Burger. <laughs> man, what the... Hey, man, it is what it, it talk, is. Talk to me about these Netflix policy changes. Oh, so uh, this is just something that's minor. I'm sure you probably heard about it. So Netflix is changing how they're going to be dropping series from here on out. Uh, they're not going to do a full, the full season. The full season. They're, they're going to weekly, weekly uh, distribution for. So the, Netflix finally realized that Disney had it figured out from all along. Yeah. So um, so Netflix is going to be changing that to, as well. So you will no longer be allowed to binge watch your shows that you've been waiting for, which is a good idea because I was totally going to stop paying for Netflix, paying for Netflix, wait for Stranger Things season four to come out, then re- for get, the month, get my free month and get the fuck out. But um Looks like they beat me to the punch on that one. Uh, speaking about policy changes, so I read that Disney Plus is going to be a little bit more stricter on password sharing. Sure. So it's going to use um, like location settings, and it's going to see that if you're sharing passwords between one account or whatever, uh, where you're at. So if you have a like a family plan or something, it's going to check to see if at any given point during the week you're all in one same spot under the same household. Okay. So there's going to be a lot more crackdown on Disney Plus. So like you don't have to... Like, be constantly at home, but as long as you check in at some point at home, you're okay? I believe so. I don't know the specifics of it, but that's what they're kind of aiming to do at the moment. Okay. So, they're going to be a lot stricter than Netflix is. Because I think even Netflix in the promotion is like, be sure to thank you, like your one friend. Yeah. Whatever. I, I'm sure they did that for Valentine's Day or yeah. some shit, you know? They're definitely well, leaning Plus into that. is going to be cracking down. Good move, bad move. What do you think? You think it's smart? Is it the right move um, for them? Probably on their end. I mean, I, I don't see what's wrong with just having, like, two max devices or three max devices signed in at any given point because i think that's the way simpler way of doing it so you know if you hit that limit on two and you're like well i'd only use it on my playstation then you already know somebody else is like sharing or whatever you just kick them off yeah this is true it's like how many possible devices do you want to watch a streaming service on i understand your phone I understand whatever preference for like a home theater device, whether it be your PlayStation, your box, mm-hmm. whatever it is, right? Yeah. But that's two. Are you seriously going to tell me you want to stream on your tablet as well? Yeah. Or this and that? Mm-hmm. Or, you, you know, we're going to stream on all eight phones that we have in the household and four tablets and three PlayStations. Like, boy, what you live in a mansion? <laughs> right. Okay. So, uh, like I said, probably a smart call on Netflix's 
point as far as like keeping the people who keep like dumping it and then coming back when the shows they want to watch are on. It's probably a good way to, 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 to fight that. So good on Netflix for doing that. All right. Um, you happen to see anything about this? By, by I chance? did not see anything about this, but I will say that Looking for Alaska is probably my favorite John Green book, and I, I do love it dearly. All right, so Hulu's coming out with the series. Finally, after all this time, we finally get to, to see some footage on this thing. So they dropped a little trailer. All right. Now, I will say, it is my John, favorite John Green book, like, and it's probably top five favorite books of all time, probably. Sure. Right? So I watched this trailer like praying to God that I didn't hate it. Right. That was like my big thing. I just didn't want to like feel negative about the whole entire thing. Now I will say they nailed it on tone, the way it looks, the way it feels. I think they nailed it. However, I do have a problem. And granted this could be fixed. Maybe these kids blow me out, blow me away, but the casting has got me confused. Like all kinds of confused It is the third time they failed to nail the John green girl in his books. The third time. They fucked up with Hazel Grace and uh, Fault in Our Star. They didn't lay, nail Margot at all in uh, Paper Towns. And this girl, I'm not entirely convinced that she's Alaska. That's my. That's what I'm at right now. Um, it looks like they get like they're gonna hit the points. So that's you what see, I'm saying. You, what they should have done is that they should have went to their local Hot Topic or Spencer's and picked out the manager from there because that would have been like ideal Alaska material. <laughs> <laughs> yes and no. Uh, there's a charisma about her and I'm not sure this girl based on what I've seen. And obviously I haven't seen a whole lot, but uh, a lot of the casting I just didn't see. Like, I don't really liked who they picked for Pudge. That's not how I pictured him. I don't like who they picked for the Colonel. There's just some, some issues there, some discrepancies on the casting front, but I swore to myself that I'm going to give this a chance. All right. I don't want to shit on it right away. I want to actually enjoy it and go through it. And then after the fact, reevaluate how I feel about the casting choices moving forward. But like I said, they hit the tone. Uh, it looks like they're going to do a great job as far as how's it look. Cause it is exactly how I pictured it in my head. As far as the set design, um, just kind of the overall feel and vibe of the whole entire thing. Exactly. So we'll wait and see. Uh, I don't know when exactly it's coming out. I know the trailer just dropped. So I imagine relatively soon, uh, cause this has been under wraps for quite some time. So, um, hopefully we'll have, be able to get that reviewed for you guys soon enough. But um, if you're a fan, check it out. It's on YouTube, um, and it's definitely something that I'm sure most people will have opinion about. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So next topic, have you seen the first iteration of this film? No. Kung Fury is a Kickstarter project that was fulfilled, and I think it exceeded its funding. And it was essentially made by a couple of friends. And here's the basic premise. They used the Nintendo Power Glove to go back in time to ride dinosaurs and kill Hitler, which then turns into Robot Hitler. It is free on YouTube. It's about a 30-minute watch, and it's absolutely fucking hilarious. Okay. Anyway. The Nintendo um, Power Glove. <laughs> yeah, they used the Power Glove to like surf back in time, like Synthwave style. And like I said, they meet... <laughs> I think the first time they go way too far back to like the dinosaur period and then they go forward a little bit. And it's like uh, like Valkyries and Vikings and shit. And okay. then they get to robot Hitler, right? Fair um, enough. So there's a second one in the works with the same original creators and they got Arnold, the governator, to star in I Kung like, Fury 2. I like how you fucking kept that vague as fuck too because I'm like, well, who's Gov Shorts? <laughs> like, so yeah, they got a pretty big name under under the title for for the second movie and like i said the first one is absolutely free it's on youtube type in kung fury okay. it is hilarious it's like 30 minutes and it's just so like parodically well done color you know me I mean? color me interested gabe yeah so check that out it's a really good watch and now <laughs> now that we have i don't know like what is he like an a-list actor still i'd yeah. say he's still like absolutely an yeah um he's he's under the 
He's under the thing. So I'm curious to see who they're going to go back in time and kill. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. <laughs> I'm with it. Awesome. So next topic, the Vader helmet that was worn on the actual set of Star Wars is up for sale. It is on auction as we speak. Uh, do you want to know the starting bid? 100%. Um, how about you take a guess at the start? No, I'm not, what is I, it at right now? I, I think I'm gonna, I, I might overvalue it. I'm sure it's. Let's open up at a mil, probably a mil, right? It is at a quarter million dollars right now. Oh, okay. With four days, one hour, thirty-eight minutes, and fifteen seconds as of this recording, and there are currently zero bids, and the minimum bid is a quarter of a million dollars. Uh, I am going to keep an eye on this because <laughs> I'm sure there's some hardcore Star Wars fans out there. I'm curious to see what it goes for. Yeah. Just how how long has it been up? Uh, I believe a day or so. Okay. Just a little bit over a day because I, I spotted it on uh, one of my auction sites and I was like, okay. Is it got? It's all authenticated and all that. They got like a letter of authentication or whatever. Uh, I believe so. Okay. So yeah, that's pretty fucking awesome. It is the one worn by David Prowse, and yeah, I mean that. What do you got to say? It's the fucking Vader helmet. How much would you pay for that? Like I say, like they said. You you could pay you could pick it up, but like name your price. What would, five grand is probably the most I'd go. Okay. And even then, I feel like that's twisting my arm. Okay. Because any more than that, and I feel like, dude, like this is gonna put me in the hole, unless I resell it. But I'm sure that's something that would be considered in these like terms. You know what I mean? Okay. Let's like, like if you had to buy it for a set amount and you couldn't resell it, it would be five grand for me. How how much? If you had unlimited funds, how much would you pay for it tops? Fucking unlimited funds. Uh, I, I would just keep bidding over the top guy. So you want this? I would like it. I don't <laughs> want it because I don't have that kind of money. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. But I mean, it would complete any man cave. Are you for kidding me? Absolutely. Put it in a fucking, oh my God. Put it right next to all your fucking Super Bowl rings that you bought. Yeah, right off of um poor broke football players that needed to sell because they didn't have any money there you go poor guys it is what it is that you fucking bought off tom brady brady ain't selling his rings <laughs> <laughs> if you offer him enough money no I, everybody I, got a price i don't think so because he's a, okay i don't know how much you know about football but the dude is out of his mind <laughs> like it's not about um what's the word it's not about the money he's actually like it's the title yeah, it's it's the it's the it's the, it's the trophy. It's the trophy that at the end because he's not the highest paid quarterback. He doesn't want to be. He doesn't want to be the highest paid quarterback. He wants to be a guy who's who's, who's taken consistently fucking good year yeah, after year to, after year to take the pay the, the pay cut. He takes the pay cut so he can have a better team around him. And so instead of him having all the money and not being has such a great team, he's the greatest quarterback of all time. He's like fuck it, I'm gonna take a pay cut so you can pay that guy so he can stay on the team and we can win. That's how Tom Brady is because it's all about. Him having it, not so much the money. There you go. I love that guy. I have a man crush on Tom Brady. We're not going to get into it because I'll, I'll talk. Legend says that he could fit all of his uh, Super Bowl rings around his dick. Yeah, me anyway, too. Uh, yeah, shit. All right. So fair, fair let's talk some gaming. Sure. This is a split one. A split. I, I don't know where I was getting at there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I meant to say like you had topics. And oh, had okay, topics. okay, 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 okay. <laughs> so uh, you know what Project Resistance is? No, what is Project Resistance? Essentially what Project Resistance is is it's kind of a spinoff on, of Resident Evil. All right, it's called Project Resistance, and it's one of those asymmetrical you versus you and a group of friends against one friend. Mm -hmm. Your friend controls the environment, and you survive. That's kind of what it's looking like now. Uh, so basically, basically, you're the game master, I think they called him. Sure. And you're setting up these four other characters, up to four other characters, uh, on, in this little adventure, and you're the one that's trying to get them killed. So you set traps, you send zombies, you send 
nemesis i think i saw at one point hmm. and um you're trying to kill your friends every every other character has their own special ability that contributes to the overall goal of survival and um it's coming out soon enough gotta be honest with you chief sounds like uh grossly simplified simplified dungeons and dragons yeah yeah because they use the same well in, in specifically in dungeons and dragons that person is called a dungeon master, but yeah. most other formats it's game master. Okay. But um, I think it'll be cool. I yeah. think it'll be a nice transition for people who don't necessarily have a consistent group to play with or don't yeah. have like a local game shop. Sure. Um, I, I'm a sucker for asymmetrical uh, yeah. plays because, you know, it, they haven't always turned out the greatest, but I feel like if we keep pushing at it, they'll get there. Um, like Dead by Daylight made some good strides, I think. Yeah. I think it's a, it has a solid community behind it. Yeah. Um, uh, unlike uh, what was the other one? Ark was it that totally shit the bed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of them. And uh, Friday the Thirteenth wasn't that great either. So yeah, we're we're making Strides. progress. Yeah, we're making progress towards it. Um, I think it'll be good. I'll keep an eye out for it. What I what I'm hope for because like I 100 percent agree. Like this, it hasn't been great. Uh, Dead by Daylight to a certain extent, it was fun, but I wouldn't be able to play it forever. Some people can, but I can't. Um, if if it kind of looks like that, it kind of feels like that. It kind of feels like it has the same kind of vibe to it, which is okay. But I'm hoping that that we the first really great asymmetrical game is the Predator game that's coming out, because that shit I'm all over it. I want it so bad, um, and hopefully that that's finally the the start of this maybe um, finally nailing this genre. I I think the I think in order to nail a good asymmetrical game, they don't have to tie a property or IP to it. Because a lot of the time, I feel like with the Predator game, it's going to be a lot of fan service. Yeah. Where you kind of get into it. For sure. But, I mean, that being said, the uh, Alien game, Alien Isolation, did pretty well. And that was uh, asymmetric all the way. Yeah. So, I guess we'll we'll see. Absolutely. Good stuff. We'll have to wait and see. Good all right. Stuff. So, Gears 5 hits the milestone. The milestone is, is that it became the, the most played. It broke Fortnite's reign of the most played game on xbox live for the month and uh about fucking time awesome uh i did not play it because i do not know own an x-bone mm-hmm. however my co-host on the other podcast told me it is his favorite gears since gears of war 2 really and we both share that same opinion on gears 2 and he says it's his favorite one hands down no contest he really? said it was really good they brought back a lot of good stuff and they kind of uh they made gears great again they corrected the course huh yeah so um I'll get around to it eventually. Sure, absolutely. But yeah, finally breaking Fortnite's. So I think I had like a 12, 13 month run on top as the most played game monthly on Xbox Live. And finally, we have somebody who broke that and took that away from them. So rightfully so too, because the way that Xbox promoted it was if you have the Games Pass, Gears of War, Gears Five, because it's not Gears of War anymore. It's Gears Five mm-hmm. is free. So if you have really? the monthly subscription, their triple A title is fucking free. Really? Yeah. So think about that. That's, That's crazy. Awesome. That's so bold. That is very bold. That is grossly bold. Five bucks a month, and boom. You don't have to pay $60 for this game. It is, in fact, $5 for as long as you want to play it, in addition to this massive library of Xbox games. Tell me that's not the ballsiest thing you've heard from this current gen of consoles. Pretty cool. I think it's the ballsiest thing since that PlayStation commercial on how to share games. Yeah. But that was funny. This is serious. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. I didn't know that. You know, like, what if the next Last of Us or the next... God of War is on the PlayStation Plus Pass or whatever the, yeah. their subscription's called. Absolutely. You know? That'd be kind of cool. Speaking of uh, The Last of Us, they announced that they're going to be doing their next release of information on the 24th, which is in two days. 
So I'm sure we'll talk about it next week on the podcast. We're, I'm hoping for like late November release, man. Yeah, It'd be I, like perfect. I, w- I would like for them to drop. I, I told you, man, Naughty Dog, Naughty Dog does that, and I called it for uh, Mortal Kombat. Well, you didn't call it. You just you, It was an idea that you threw out there, and it ended up being. I think Naughty Dog's going to do the same thing, man. They're going to drop the trailer, and they're going to be like, two months. And then the world's going to go up in flames. It's going to be a fucking panic. Yeah. Or, or best case scenario, it'd be like six weeks. And then there's just the pre-orders are going to fucking skyrocket yeah. the minute that trailer ends. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, like that would be like the big thing coming and then like next screen. It'll be I mean, because like what, what easier way is there to maintain hype? Because we look at Borderlands 3 and that dropped the trailer and the whole PAX conference was what? April, May? Something like that. It was yeah. pretty early on. And now I feel like... Uh, Borderlands 3 is out, and I haven't gotten around to it yet, but the hype kind of died down around it. And granted, there was a lot of controversy around Randy Pitchford and Gearbox and 2K and all that shit. Absolutely. But what better way is there to maintain hype than just by saying it's out in a little over a month? Yeah. You literally don't have to do anything. Yeah. Maybe one more trailer or like snippets of footage or small stuff. You don't have to do anything big because you only got six weeks to work with. I'd be okay with that, especially because well, you know me, man. This is like my favorite game of all time. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, we'll have to wait and see. Like I said, obviously by next week's podcast, we'll have more information that we'll be able to share with you guys that are listening out there. But um, I'm ready. I- I'm fucking ready, man. Because um, fo- I think this is they're gonna do the same thing with this ver- this Last of Us. It's gonna be like last kind of triple A title last on hurrah. the PlayStation. Yeah. And it's going to be like one of the first games you can get on the five. Yeah. I could see that. Cause that, that's exactly what they did with the last one is one of the last hurrahs for three. Yeah. But then it was like, as soon as the four dropped, it was available like what a month later. Yeah. Pretty awesome, man. It's, it's good stuff. And hopefully um, we'll get some information. I really, I want to see some more goddamn footage because this game has me by the balls and they, they know what they're doing. They good make stuff. a great game. So having you by the balls, let's talk some Activision. Yeah. How is the call of duty beta? You've been playing it. I have been kind of ignoring it. <laughs> Why are you ignoring it? I just have so much shit to do. I want to get into oh, it. Oh, busy guy. I do. I, I, I literally use my lunch time at work to grade assignments. That's how busy I am. Busy fucking guy. All yeah. right. Uh, <laughs> so, so you've been playing it. So yeah, I've been playing it. Um, obviously, I played the last beta too. That was only the gunfight game mode, right? Where I think I had overall pretty positive things to say about it. Right mm-hmm. now, with this beta, um, overall, it's an efficient, effective, really good-looking, really great-sounding Call of Duty game. Right uh, now, remember how last time I said, "Well, I didn't even notice the mini map. I didn't even need it." Right, you noticed it this now, time. This time I noticed it because it's bigger not, maps. Yeah, it's not just two people or four people total on a map, because the maps are so big, especially the twenty v twenty maps. Um, I've noticed, okay, and um, the maps are very uninspired to me. I don't have any interest in any of these. Anytime, because I was I was scrolling through, I'm like, oh, I don't like this map, and then the next game came, I'm like, I don't like this map either. And then the next one came up, I'm like, do I like any of these maps? And I couldn't find one <laughs> that I liked. Um, now, granted, it is a beta. Right. So obviously the maps are going to be coming out this way, but there's going to be a lot more to come along with it. And no, you know, with the no DLC thing or whatever, there's going to be more introduced dropping more maps. Yeah. Uh, throughout the life cycle of the game. So fine, whatever you can give it the benefit of the doubt on that. And also, uh, give it the benefit of the doubt because it is a beta and this happens on call of duty when it's released day one, the sponsorship, the spawns are horrible. I could kill a dude that he's behind me. And he kills me. And then it's just kind of this endless cycle of the spawn. Yeah, the last handful of Call of Duty just had terrible spawn. Yeah. Uh, 
locations. I feel like I, am I am I nuts? Because like when Black Ops came out, I didn't have any kind of those problems when on day those one. Games are simpler, man. Yeah, I guess. But um, yeah. So you know, overall, it was fun. Um, it's just it's it's hard to grade it based on some of the flaws that it has. But the flaws are things that can be fixed. So sure. you're, I'm kind of in this middle ground where I don't really know what to say. You know, uh, I have fun with it. It's when you're doing well, it feels great. But when the dude keeps on spawning behind you and killing you, doesn't feel so great. Sure. Uh, now with that, they had the cross platform stuff going on. This this particular beta uh, didn't notice a huge skill gap. Okay, so which is you know which is good. Yeah, all the PC players, oh great aim, whatever. But I didn't really notice. I mean, I think that's just the way to go with Call of Duty from now on. Because when I hop on Black Ops Three on PC, it's like if none of my friends are on, it's gonna take me like five minutes to find a like a multiplayer match, not even zombies, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, Like I said, didn't really notice a big skill gap or anything like that. You could tell though based on like the names. Like, like people, who was Xbox? And yeah, who was, yeah. Whose names are flying? Sex sniper. Yeah. Well, there, there's that, and also there's the representation within the you know the pregame lobby. Who's what? But Little symbols. Yeah, but you could tell definitely by who's running around. Like if a dude's name's like sick, you know what I mean? Like just straight up sick. Like okay, that's probably a PC, a, a PC player. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, and somebody had a name PS4. I'm like, yeah, that's probably a, yeah, it's probably a PC player. Yeah, probably a PC player. Um, the irony. Yeah. Right. So you know, it, it, I had moments of fun. Uh, the guns feel great, man. That's the, the thing. Every gun has character. Because uh, I feel like after a while, especially with the more recent Call of Duties, that you could kind of make every gun feel kind of the same way, more or less, uh, based on the attachments or anything like that. The gunsmith is really well done. Uh, does a great job of kind of relaying some of the negatives about attaching these weapons because that's something that we've never had in Call of Duty. Like, we've never had the attachments. Crazy drawback, yeah, yeah. Usually the attachments just make the gun better. That's the way it's been done throughout history in Call of Duty. This one's like, well, if you attach this, your aim down sights time will be faster, but your movement speed will be slower. So they kind of has like a nice little balancing act in order to keep. That's good, man. I feel like too many times people just grind towards extended mags, the faster reload perk, yeah. uh, the extended barrel, yeah. shit like, or even the silencer. Yeah. And then back in the earlier days, it was always a Kimbo. No matter what the gun was, it was like you want to get it a Kimbo. Yeah. Uh, the G18 is a Kimbo. Scorpion. Uh, Scorpion akimbo, the fucking uh, shotguns, but the models, yeah, akimbo, mo- yeah, models, you name yeah. it, akimbo. I agree, and um, so I think they've done a great job of kind of giving these guns character, and um, that's know, good, man. That's good, making them be their own thing. Uh, I want to address your map concern a little bit because I said it before, but I want to say it again. I feel like the the real thing that it's going to come down to is that you know because maps were always the same two or three lane design in Call of Duty. And I feel like it's really going to come down to how well you know the map. If you know the map, you know the hotspots. And I feel like if you know that, you're going to have the advantage because you've put the time into this as opposed to just having the little thing that flashes. And it's like, oh, well, I, there's a red dot. You know, yeah. let's run towards it. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be a strong point of this game. You know where to go because you've played 10 hours on this map. You know the hotspots. You know the corners, this and that. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to be one of the strengths, even yeah. though everybody's kind of bitching about it right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, it's only fair, right? Yeah. If you've been playing an instrument for 10 years and I've been playing it for one year, unless I'm so grossly naturally talented, you should have the edge over me. Absolutely. Yeah, this is true. Um, so I guess we'll just have to wait and see how the maps feel at the end because um, the mini map did get added back on. Uh, they did do that, but um, there was definitely some changes to it. Like you don't see red dots on the map anymore. Um, you know, unless Keep it a kill streak, man. Yeah. Well, unless you have the UAV up, then you will see it. Like you know, and but it also kind of mitigates the silencer a little bit because the, the whole point of the silencer was to keep you off the radar. Um, 
and this like really it's kind of hard i mean guys granted sound is important but like you said half of call of duty half of the fan base plays it with the sound down and music playing in the background at least that's me historically um maybe i'm just relating you know relating that to everybody else but that's how i see it um but so i kind of mitigate some of the attachments on that front but overall like i said i'm still pretty positive about it uh we'll have to wait and see what it when it actually comes out and Maybe we'll have a review for you guys ready because it's coming out next month, believe it or not. Uh, October 25th, if I'm yep. not mistaken. Oh, yeah. just Yeah, about a month from now. And we'll have uh, our hands on it and Good then stuff. I'll be able to give you It's crazy a... that it's still shaping up to be a promising Call of Duty title. Yeah, It's for sure. crazy that we're this far in. We're a month away and we're still kind of hopeful of it. Yeah. No pre-orders for me. What about you? None. Nothing yet. We're going to wait. Yeah. But I, I'm feeling good. Feeling good about it. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Good stuff. But yeah, so that was good. Moving along, um, E3 has announced some changes. Uh, basically, well, you know, we got, a, we got a couple of changes we need to talk about. Okay. So uh, first and foremost, they're trying to redesign the whole layout because apparently it's a total pain in the ass to get from like the Sony side to the Xbox side to the Nintendo side, and there's a lot of crosswalk. And they're trying to contain everything in one building now because I didn't know this, but apparently they had multiple buildings for different shit going on. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so they're trying to kind of condense it all. Um, what what are the changes you want to mention? Well, I, they're making it less of a media-centric event and making it more about the influencers. The influencers are... So what, they're going to try and get like Ninja on and yeah, those guys? Yeah, it's going to be less about, you know, maybe the media. They're giving their best, putting their best foot forward and the media kind of interpreting that and making it their own opinion. Basically, it's going to become a more of an influencer event where they have people well, come well, out. Here's the big thing. Here's why these changes are happening. Okay. E3 has been losing money since like 2011 Okay. at the peak of E3. And ever since then, it's just been losing, losing, losing it. And now with people pulling out like Sony, right, now you essentially have a third of your major players gone. So um, from my understanding, the guys who run E3 are saying that Los Angeles is fucking expensive. No shit. So they <laughs> might try and move it. Okay, that's And fair. you know what I'm hoping for? Chicago. That would be pretty metal. Because then we can go to E3. And it's still a major fucking... It's, I mean, okay, Chicago is still a major city. Absolutely. Right? And I would say that living in Chicago is probably cheaper than it is living in Cali. Yeah, for sure. But um, that's one of the things, dude. They're like, dude, renting out this space for a weekend every year. Well, it's more. It's like five days, right? Yeah. Um, in fucking Los Angeles is crazy. Absolutely. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. But if they brought it over here, I mean, people from New York can fly in and want to be a total pain in the ass. People from Cali can fly in and want to be a total pain in the ass. Yeah. And then you can get our Canadian friends to fly in and want to be a total pain in the ass. Yeah, because we're kind of in the middle. Illinois yeah. kind of, I mean, Chicago, we're, you know, Illinois we're favoring the East a little bit, but yeah. still, it's, it's right in between. Yeah, I mean, I think a, a lot of people view it as the ease of like from, from the outsider standpoint of like you're sending a team of people to E3 nine times out of 10, like that group of people is based out of LA. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, I would be all for it coming here. Of course, obviously naturally we'll, we'll be all I for mean, it. You know, but, a ticket free three, I don't know what they go for. Let's just say it's like 200 bucks for yeah, a day. Right. I think that's right. within reason. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd feel more inclined to pay that as opposed to paying the 200 plus lodging plus airfare plus food. Yeah. You know what I mean? For I, sure. I could just eat before I leave the house. I could come back, sleep in my own damn bed. And only lose essentially 200 bucks if I don't buy anything there, right? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so the, the fact that it's coming kind of an influencer event, I think, become, kind of shows the how gaming has changed. Uh, I don't think it, I think it has a lot more to do with who you know. You know what I mean? As far as, like, um, who, who has eyes on your shit. Because, like I said, it usually used to be, well, here we are standing on our podium. You guys interpret what we have and relay it to your masses now it's like well we're going to talk to this person and maybe you give them a sneak peek if they say nice things about us and that's it's a little dirty it's th grossly it's kind of corrupt man yeah it's, it's kind of dirty to me but 
I mean, that's just the way it is now. I think, I don't think it's a bad idea to bring in influencers into all this. I don't think it should be influencer centric. I think it should be like, uh, like a comic con or an ASIN where you have a panel of influencers. You have people like Ninja and critical and yeah. those guys up on there and they like answer your questions and stuff. And maybe they do like a little small tournament of, you know, mortal Kombat, Fortnite, whatever it is that they're, experts at sure. and just go at it right yeah but i don't think it should be influencer centric i don't want to go to an e3 to talk to ninja or ask him a question i want to go to e3 to see sony the next big game yeah or, you know microsoft reveals some crazy new widget for the bone or something yeah. right for sure uh so that's the that's the kind of thing that's kind of scaring me moving forward because of this influencer talk is a little like I said, this is the, like the beginning of video game oops. country account uh, community corruption yeah, I mean, I, I think it's kind of a, something that already kind of exists, but... Um, I mean, so, like, what's to stop you from being like, oh, yeah, Microsoft, good, and then give you a sneak peek of, like, what they have, you know, next thing cooking? Yeah, that's true. But like, like I said, I feel like that kind of happens already anyways. Like, oh, I was given a beta code by Ubisoft. This video Thank is, you, Ubisoft. This, this video is sponsored by Ubisoft. Full disclosure, they paid for my room and sent me out here, but they're not forcing me to say anything. Yeah, okay, sure. You know, well, but. a couple of YouTubers I watch, um, you know, they're like they're f- completely honest. And one of the guys was like, "This company contacted me, and they're like, hey, man, how much do we have to pay you for a review?'" And he's like, "That's not how it works." For sure, he's like, "If you want me to review your game, let me know what the game is. I'll go out, I'll buy it, or you can give me a code, and I'll give an honest review. You're not paying me to give you a positive review, right?" And he's like, "These there's reviewers out there like that that will say, here's my price, and I'll give you a positive review. And that's yeah. crazy." That's it's it's but that was something that broke out even a couple of years ago where people started to get outed ousted for that type of shit where they used to like sneak up a disclaimer at the bottom of their the description. I was uh, compensated by yeah. this and that. Yeah, and uh, I think we're just at that point now, man, where the influencers that that, that whole that whole word just gives me the douche chills though. Influencers, yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, we you, I'm sure if you're in this kind of hemisphere of gaming you have your trusted reviewers and guys you go to that know that will give an honest review for sure and i think we should stay with that because i mean it's so easy to go outside your front door looking for diamonds and you stumble upon dirt right yeah and that's just the unfortunate situation we're in yeah and i feel like maybe because that they made this adjustment just because nowadays literally anybody can Go out there and have an opinion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, it's look not, at us. We have our own podcast. I, that's my point. You know? Oh, shit. Maybe. You're going back on. <laughs> I don't know why I took him off, but he's, he's, he's going back on now. But uh, people like us can, you know, go out there and have an opinion and have zero influence or have anybody zero influence us at all. Like nobody. You know what I mean? And uh, I think that's kind of what they're aiming towards now because you're not popping open pop it opening that issue a game informer to figure out what's going on like you know as it's happening and just as quickly as you figure it out it's just as quickly as you could turn around and give your opinion on it i think that's just kind of how the world has changed you know so uh i guess we have to keep our eye on this if it comes to chicago i think it's fair to say you and i are hopping on at least for one year yeah to see how it works out and um but yeah if the fucking proud of the problem is is price then fucking move it dumbass anyway so there's yeah, it's that. It's just, uh, you know, we might be super biased about that. Yeah, we're like a little bit. 10 minutes from Chicago. Absolutely. Have it at the fucking McCormick Center, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. LSTs would be shut the fuck down. <laughs> Holy shit. Yes and no. Pure, pure chaos. But they do a pretty good job, actually, with traffic around McCormick Oh, absolutely. Place. Once you absolutely. get to the Soldier Field, that's where it starts to get a little well, but, but it's not like the auto show every year. E3 yeah. is going to draw crazy crowds. Yeah. So For sure. let's talk. Uh, oh, we have a couple more things. Sunset Overdrive. 
Yeah. So uh, this was a Xbox exclusive that is now becoming a PlayStation exclusive. I just threw it on there because I think it's the first time I've ever flip flopped like that. Yeah. Because right? obviously we've had Xbox and PlayStation exclusives become open to the mass audience, right? We saw that with uh, what was that robot game? That was Titanfall. Titanfall. There we Titanfall. go. Think of the name. Uh, Metal Gear Solid to a point. You know, what I mean, they they kind of opened up, but this is like we were at Xbox. Now we're at Sony. So I just thought that was something I wanted to put on there because. I know a lot of people are, I saw a lot of the, the flack. Everybody's like, well, who cares? Whatever. I guess you're right. Money Maybe. talks, bullshit walks. Yep. So, uh, I mean, whatever it is, what it is, but that's kind of cool. Now let's go ahead and slide on to this next one. Have you seen anything about this? No. What is session? Session is a new game. Uh, I guess about open world, open world skateboarding game. Okay. Okay. So kind of in the same vein as Tony Hawk and skate more closer to skate. Okay. All right. Uh, where it has a realistic, uh, kind of engine how it works how everything works and essentially is play takes place in downtown Manhattan where you're able to ride around the city find spots do things like that uh, it's opened up right now on um, I think it's only on PC right now okay um, but they want you to use a controller awesome yeah because the from what I could tell the controller the controlling is very complicated uh, the bumpers are actually what turn you the direction that you're going oh, that's interesting yeah one stick controls one foot the other stick controls the other. So they're doing a weird kind of hybrid of skate. Kind, yeah, kind of, sort of. Um, so if you want to kick flip, you have to put the top front foot this way or, or whatever and flip it vice versa. And you're the That's interesting, man, because I know for a fact that the pro skater controls are ingrained in like the back of your and my head. And yeah. now they're just completely reinventing the way you play a skate game. Yeah. Um, so by the, it looked like it looked really good. Uh, like I said, I don't know how early in this process that it's in, but I've seen multiple people cover it. And they're like, yeah, man. They're like, I think I can get a, I think I could get the hang of it. It's they're they're talking about how the. I, I will download that. and I'll give you some thoughts. Yes, please do, because uh, it is kind of counterintuitive to some point. You know what I mean? Um, because like you said, fucking. I, like I said, man, you press okay. square or X to grind or to manual. Yeah. And you do it for your flip tricks, and you do B or circle for your grab Grabs, tricks. Yep. And Y is for your grind, and you got to keep it towards the center. And if you lean towards one way, and you like, press the right. You know, you, you hold Y and you do a grab off the pipe. Yeah. You know? As an example right now, if you wanted to kickflip in any of the Tony Hawk game, it's X square to the right. Boom. That's yep. a kickflip. Just there you go. like the back of my head. Don't even have to you think know? about and, it. And then you, you hit the trigger and you do a reverb into a manual to keep your combo going. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. It's just something you'll never forget. Yeah. I will have a look at that. I'll download it. Um, that's interesting, man. Uh, I actually had this thought while you were describing this game to me. I'd love to see a skateboarding game where you try and do it from bottom up so you gain ranks by doing sick tricks off of really cool spots. So you spend some time scouting out a spot. Yeah. And then you have a photographer with you and you're trying to get that good cover shot yeah. for like Big Brother magazine or mm -hmm. you know something like that, right? Yeah. I'd love to see that incorporated because... I feel like, dude, we just didn't get that in, I think the closest thing was the underground, Tony Hawk underground mm -hmm. one, where we got that kind of vibe where it's like, you got, uh, like you got to nail these tricks. You got to find these you, spots. You got to make yeah. yourself look like a good skater. Yeah, yeah. You got to find the, I'd love to see that because that's such a side of skateboarding that games and like, uh, videos and stuff just kind of ignores, yeah, you know? I agree. Uh, cause that's definitely part of the skating the culture yeah the skating culture is you know you're, you're gonna watch and you're gonna sit there for a couple days and watch with the security what their rounds look like they're like okay from this time to this time security guards is on lunch let me go hit the spot yeah, man, and, then and you come go back. out and you and your like four friends and stuff i remember this dude we tried to fucking ollie over a little 
like bench that led onto some concrete behind it. And dude, we were just out there for hours a day. Yeah. And one of us finally nailed it and nobody brought a fucking camera. And we were like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, man. And uh, see, I skate kind of tried to do that, but it was all preset. Like, oh, you come here, you hit this trick on the spot. But there's no, there was no like spot scouting innovation. Like, yeah. like you, you just do the preset trick. I'd love to see that, man. Yeah. Like take your pictures, you know? Yeah. Um, and like scout your spots and then send it into magazines and you gain notoriety like that. And maybe you gain sponsorships as you go on. That would feel like a true kind of uh, like a embodiment of what skating is. Yeah. It's kind of the skateboard culture kind of in a nutshell, you know, um, I, I'm totally down for that. I don't know what the plans for a session moving forward is. I'm not sure if they're going to, you know, make it that kind of that full blown kind of a deal. But um it is definitely very cool. Awesome. I have one little piece of gaming stuff on here that I sure. did not add. So Friday, I bought a game called Untitled Goose Game by a company called House House. They're okay. out of Melbourne, Australia. Okay. So quick little snippet of the game is essentially it is a quiet town and you are a terrible goose about to wreak havoc. So it, it's essentially a, a, a puzzle game where you play as a goose. Uh, let me describe to you a couple of things I've done so far. Uh, I've taken a farmer's hat and tossed it in the lake. I have... Uh, what else? Oh, I think my favorite thing so far was uh, it's this little layout where there's like a kid and he has like a toy plane and there's like a kind of like an outdoor market. Okay. So I took his plane. I dropped it by one of the stalls and the lady was like, oh, this thing fell. And so she put it on the stall back, right? She put it back on the stall. The kid comes over and he grabs the plane and he's like about to walk away and the lady stops him. She's like, why are you stealing from my from my stall? And so the kid has to buy back his own plane and you kind of orchestrate this thing <laughs> and it's so fucking great. What the fuck Same are you kid, talking about? I trapped about? him in a fucking phone booth and he had to call one of the shop owners to scare me away because I'm a goose. Uh, dude, just so much like ridiculous shit going on and I have it on the switch and I'll give kind of a full review once I start wrapping the game up, but it is, <laughs> it is a lot of fun. You can honk at people, you can steal their shit, you can raise your wings and flap about. It is, it's, it's a lot of fun, man. Sure, man. Untitled sure. Goose Game. Be sure to check that out. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. All good right. stuff. Good stuff. So let's get on to music news and reviews. All right. So I'm sure you've seen this, right? Yeah. So it's called the Hella Megator. <laughs> what? What? Man, 2008 that, is fuck. Hey, man, it, it is what it is. So this is featuring Green Day, Fall Out Boy, and Weezer. They're going to be hitting up your local ballpark, basically. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, big tour, if you're into the style of yeah. music. I mean, I like Weezer and Fall Out Boy. I like Green Day and basically, Weezer. Basically, no, that's good. Oh, okay. I don't like Weezer like that. And cool. Fall Out Boy even less. So. I mean, I'm sure... I think the market's right. I think that uh, the band selection, I'm sure there's a lot of people that like all three. Yeah, for so, sure. Or at least two out of the three, you know? For sure, for sure. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm just going to sell out most dates. I'm going to. Yeah, I'd imagine that it will because I think they're coming to Wrigley Field and that, they'll do well because Fall Out Boy does well here in general. I mean, they're from here. So. Yeah. Uh, but um, Weezer does pretty well here, too. Yeah. They came around with the Pixies a few years ago and that sold out. Yeah. And, you know, Green Day's a big, gigantic band. So, um, Hey man, if you're into it, I'm sure you enjoy it. It's just something I wanted to put out there because it is a big, big tour. Uh, if you're into the style of music, it's all for you, man. Good stuff. Hope you have fun. Stuff. But moving along, so this is uh, this is a review we had to postpone uh, for three weeks now yeah, because definitely. we didn't record last week and the week before that we we weren't prepared. So this is Correct. a band called Mountain Mover that I believe they were on Bangers of the Week with a, a single called Sympathy, maybe 2017, early 2017. Oh. So uh, they came across my Spotify and sure. they're like, hey, new album. It's called Dopamine, again, by, by a band called Mountain Mover. 
Um, and it's it's an EP actually. I'm sorry, it's five songs. EP. And we listen to it. Uh, what do you think, man? It's rock um, and roll. This is a uh, this is a good this is good stuff. All right. So uh, it is in a similar vein of a being as an ocean kind of a vibe. Early, early being as an ocean. Early. spoken word vibe. Yeah. yeah. Spoken poetic core. Uh, a little bit a little bit lighter. Silent planet. Let's say. Uh, it's good stuff. It's it's a great it's a great little EP. Uh, gets the point across. I like the artwork. Um, I just love I love and hate the poetic core thing. What what is what is your love and what is your beef with it? I I just love how eloquent it sounds. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think it makes it's gonna sound stupid, but it's gonna make it makes hardcore kids sound educated. You know? Nope. I don't think that's silly at all. Uh, and it's you know it's a little bit deeper than that. They're like, well, the screaming's fun and all, but I want you guys to I want everybody to understand what I have to say here, right? And I like that. I also kind of hate it because it comes off as kind of snobby and douchish. Sure. Absolutely. But depending on the band, not every band's like that, but I'm sure there is a poetic horn band out there that you just want to slap across the fucking mouth because they want to be Shakespeare, not a fucking hardcore band. But we're not going to get into that. Um, but this is really good. Um, I think, you know, it'll be in the mix. We could talk about it a little bit. It'll be fun. I'm looking forward to this band. This band, how, what, because you said we, we had a certified banger. How many releases do we have? Like, how big are they? Um, well, let's see. Uh, their number one track on Spotify at the moment, which is Dissipate, has like 120,000 listens. Okay. And going through their discography, it looks like their oldest piece is an album. It is actually, it's a single from 2018 called Gaslight. Oh, so they're, so they're like new. new. And I'm, I'm probably sure they've been around since 2016 ish. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're just starting to get on the radar. But okay. they are a relatively new band. Very cool. And uh, when did. Sympathy came out in 2018 as well. So it was early last year. Mm-hmm. It was Dissipate and Sympathy was their two-song kind of release. Okay. Very cool, man. Um, I mean, we definitely have to keep an eye on them. I think you said it perfectly. I think that spoken word is such an awesome thing because, you know, I think at the end of the day, musicians and artists and people like that, we appreciate good poetry, you know? Absolutely. But it is it is so easy to go over the top and douchey with it. And it is just so easy to kind of let it slip out and come across as pretentious yeah. as come across as like, I'm better than you, this kind of vibe, because how many times have you gone into, well, maybe you haven't, how many times have you been at like a coffee shop and they're like, it's open mic night. You have that dude who thinks he is the next Shakespeare and is like berating you with his like, you know, poem he wrote, he spent all week on for open mic night. You yeah. Know? I mean, I've had that happen before. I don't know if you have, but no, it, it does not. sometimes come across as pretentious. And I think bands like Silent Planet strike that perfect balance of we are a metalcore band, but here is our message and here's what we're trying to get across. And granted, they're a little less spoken yeah. and a lot more word, whereas something like Mountain Mover and like the Lost Boys Collective, I think they strike that really nice fucking balance of instrumentals production mm-hmm. and content, really. Yeah. And they have such the vocalist for this band has such good delivery, dude. Yes, he does. I, yep. I sprinkle in a little bit more screens, but overall, I have zero complaints with this EP. It's fucking phenomenal. I think this is the first time where I'm like, dude, go full blown artsy with it. And I think this is the first time in my 2019 reviews where I don't have a bad thing from it. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, there's not enough time. There's not enough space for bad, for bad in this. You know what I mean? I mean like, we could really nitpick and say like, Oh, well this moment, but no man, overall it was fun. It, it's a little short, but it's an EP. It's, they're supposed to be a little short. They're supposed to leave you wanting more. Absolutely. And, um, we would definitely keep an eye on these guys moving forward because so they check them out, man. They Mountain impressed. Mover. Yep. Mountain mover, dopamine, 
good little EP. Definitely check it out if you're in a fan of like being as an ocean. Yeah, Silent man. Planet. I want to see him tour with stuff. Silent Planet. I think that'd be a good combination. Yeah, it'd be a good fit for sure. So speaking about touring with Silent Planet, let's talk some Norma fucking Jean. So Norma Jean has uh, Gabe mentioned it a couple weeks ago. They had a new single come out. They have subsequently dropped two more mm-hmm. in the meantime. And I texted Gabe like on Friday. I'm like, this shit slaps. Mm-hmm. It slaps so fucking hard. It slaps like your mama the first time you talk back to her. Absolutely. It slaps so hard. And I've always been a fan of Norma Jean. But who the fuck told them they had the right to make this fucking sick-ass music? You know, I mentioned it yesterday when we were at the, the party thing. I was like, dude, they were so relevant for so long. And then they like floated into obscurity. And we didn't hear from them for a couple years. And Ocho. now it feels like they're right back on top. It feels like they never left, you know? A- absolutely. And I, I say it every time that we talk about Norma Jean. I really liked the last album. Polar, Polar, Polar Similarity was a good album. I enjoyed it. Uh, I think it came out 2017, 2018, whatever the fuck. It was a good little album. But this... If every song is in the same ballpark, yeah, as far as how well it's written, how fucking heavy it is, how aggressive, what they have to say, I think we're looking at another contender for album of the year. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So currently for you, it's Alien, right? Correct. By Northlane. Yep. Awesome. 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 Um, You know what I really appreciate about older bands like this is that they know exactly who to go to to do like the studio work like the production yeah because Norma Jean has always had really fucking good production yep uh, going on from their second album forward like you know like 10,000 watts is like holy shit that's like the epitome of like a very well produced song yeah and that's something I really appreciate because a lot of the times especially like um, local bands like I feel like they're not getting through because they're trying to <clears throat> cut corners and one of those corners to cut is going to a local producer and sometimes it works out and a lot of times it doesn't you know and so Norma Jean always kind of, what did we score? No, uh, fantasy, sorry. Yeah, so a lot of the times, like I said, like Norma Jean is like the perfect example of, they have a sound, they know exactly what they want it to resonate like, mm-hmm. and they exa- they know exactly every little piece of fucking styrofoam in that room, exactly where it should be, yep. and the way it should line up, and the way the guitar should be mixed, and all that stuff, and they know who to go to. Well, that's, that's def- like you said, that's definitely a benefit of being in the scene for so long and being so respected, that because they've always been respected. Um and they had a remember they had a single that came out like January. Yeah, it's not even on the album. Like she does a single. I love it when bands we, do that. Yeah, we've been seeing a lot of that recently, and um, I like it, man. The, the I did like the single. I think it, you were a little less impressed with it, but I like the single. And this this shit is sick, man. They're gonna all hail. There's an album that's gonna be coming out. I imagine to be coming out within the next couple of months. When it drops, expect a review. Uh, I love it. I think they're doing a great job. I love how everything sounds. Uh, I like how they kind of sharpened up everything. Everything feels a little less improvised. And I don't mean that in the sense of like it's sloppy, but all previous number jeans always felt a little, like I said, a little improvised, like they're making it up as they go, which isn't a bad thing. But this one feels like everything's calculated and measured out to be exactly where it's supposed to be. So awesome, good awesome, stuff awesome. with Norma Jean. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, so let's talk some Devil Wears Prada. Did you listen to Please Say No? I did. Okay. Um, by the way you say that, I think we're going to have two very different opinions on it. Yep. Let's talk. So the first single, I don't think either of us really particularly loved or mm-hmm. hated. It was just kind of floating around. What do you think of Please Say No? I don't like it. I, I actually love it. I think it's <laughs> fucking phenomenal. Holy shit. Yeah. I think if the rest of the album is like this, I'm 100% right right there cheering them on, dude. I love it. Okay. It has the right amount. Okay. So here's what I think. I think it's a grossly slow burn at the beginning, and it kind of trudges its feet at some points, right? But when you get to that build and once Mike is just full-blown screaming and it doesn't sound out of place, I think the song is fucking awesome, in my opinion. But it does have that 
issue where it is a grossly slow burn for that first minute. Yeah. But after that, I'm I love it, man. I like it. That's fair. I mean, we <laughs> you know, we we can't even agree on best EP or best album between the two of us. And there's what two fucking EPs to to deliberate between, you know? But um I dig it, man. I'm I'm curious to see what the rest of the album comes out like. Best album. Best album. You know me, man, with roots. Redefine metalcore and you're over here laughing because you're like, no, dude, it's clearly it's clearly Dead Throne because you're, you're, it's more hardcore influence. You're and, correct. And fuck metalcore, bro. You're, you're no, correct. dude. I like I said, we can't decide on our favorite album. We just know it's not eight eighteen at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> but you you hate eight eighteen apparently. No, I don't hate it. It is my least favorite. And it's probably like number four for you. Uh, I mean, I, I, Dead Throne is your number one, correct? And then where are we going from there? Plagues, plagues, and then Roots, Roots and then eight eighteen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and then and then uh, the last one, Transit, Transit Blues. Blues. Yeah, there you go. I see. I figured you out, buddy. Fine. See, see? <laughs> I'm fucking right. I am fucking right. And I didn't hate Transit Blues, but. You know, you're right. No, you're right. So um, I guess we're going to have to see because you know what? It might be one of those things where we don't like the single, but it works really well as a whole album experience. Yeah. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Some is greater than its parts. I guess we're about to find out. Absolutely. Uh, I have a quick little banger of the week because I believe Please Say No is our last topic. Yep. Uh, So it's called uh, Chimerical Reality by a band called And Hell Followed With. Okay. First of all, that is a fucking awesome name. (laughs) It's pretty ridiculous. in a C of band names that are like four or five words, it's hard to stand out, right? Yeah. Unless you put out really fucking good music. Correct. And I love this name. Chimerical Reality is a pretty good single. It's pretty vicious. And Hell Followed With. Another re- really good name I like is uh, Awaken Providence, right? But I don't particularly love their music. I love the name, though. It always stuck with me. Okay. Right? Like Sure. You know? If so I had cool. to s- where are they from? Uh, Awaken Providence? Yeah. Probably somewhere on the East Coast. That's Probably I, Providence. I, I was thinking like the Massachusetts. But, but it sounds very like, uh, like their artwork especially looks very like, like, uh, like pathetic, you know? Mm-hmm. Like they have something to say. Okay. You know what I mean? Well, probably why they're a band. But I yeah. like that name a lot. And I think it's hard to stand out with band names, especially because it's so grossly oversaturated with four or five word names that are going back to like one or two, you know? We're starting to see those like bloodbathers. Technically, one word is yeah. the way they spell it. Yeah. But we're getting back to that style, yeah. you know, like Jesus Peace, two names, whereas they could have been Jesus f- fucking Christ Peace or you know some dumb shit. You know, we're getting back to that <laughs> okay. one two word thing. Fair enough. Fair so enough. yeah, man, band names. Speaking of which, no. yeah, vocalist from Jesus Peace knows yeah. how to throw one hell of a drop kick. Oh man, they should have put him in Jackass 3D. Boy, you seen that drop kick? <laughs> it was they a pretty good. Knocked that dude into oblivion. It was a pretty good drop kick. That I was like really it. Good. Yeah. Yeah, man. I saw, I saw it this morning. Yeah. And I was like, Jake would like this. Yeah. <laughs> I actually saw because I hate what was the name of that fucking YouTube channel? Hate Six. Yeah, Hate Six. They actually did like a um, like a Jim Ross dub over. Like, oh my god, he just killed. His, like, he has a family. <laughs> he has a family. Like that thing. So they did that, and then you mentioned it. So I knew exactly what you're talking about when you. That was gnarly, man. Yeah, it's it's pretty good stuff. All right, so, oh, one little thing. I wanna. Okay, I know we haven't covered them a lot, but I did see a really kind of disheartening tweet this morning. Oh, okay. From a local band. I know you're talking about. And like I said, man, I don't think you or I were like super into Ghost Key, but they put out this thing, and it it is shows like the harsh, harsh, sad reality. Of being a band. And I want to read this tweet out loud sure. and kind of lay them to rest because they had a good run. 
they had a really good run. They toured with bands like Silent Planet and Va- and Vanna. Uh, Beartooth, Vanna, Beartooth and Vanna, and they had a great fucking run. But sure. um, here is the tweet that Ghost Key put out, and they're from what is it, Peoria? Peoria, yeah. They're they're like a neighborhood around here, and um, so they said this morning to clarify, we probably won't be touring anymore. We just can't. We've been throwing ourselves at the road for nine years. We toured alone and no one came despite decent record sales. We tried getting opening slots on tours and we got rejected. We're exhausted and we're broke. And that is the saddest thing I've seen all week. Yeah, uh, I saw that too. And I, it's funny. I don't want to say it's funny, but it, it is sad. But a lot of people are like, yeah, I get it. You know, like, uh, you know, it makes me sad, but I understand. But it's like, then why didn't you see them? I, you know, I don't think they're coming at it with that kind of mentality. I think a lot of these people that are commenting on their fellow hardcore kids, you know, how many hardcore bands have you seen lo- like local hardcore bands that are probably not anything anymore? Like what the fuck happened to Arkham? You remember those guys? Yeah. Arkham was off. crazy. I can't even find them on YouTube anymore. Yeah. Do you know how wild that is? That's a little crazy. That is crazy because yeah. the last time we saw them, I think the bassist was having a kid or something, right? Yeah. And that was at a basement show in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. Yeah. You know? I don't know. In the grand scheme of things. And that's really sad because Ghost Key had a lot of potential. Like I said, they weren't your favorite band. They weren't my favorite band. But they were one of the bands out of the local Illinois area that really felt like they had trajectory and momentum. And they were they were going. Like, for fuck's sake, the Ashi was their was their manager. Mm-hmm. The dude from Beartooth, the guitarist yeah. from Beartooth, you know? And it's it sucks. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's kind of the, the, the way of the beast, though. That's the, the drawback. And it sucks because yeah. Austin's a super nice guy, man. Yeah. Sucks. But like you said, but just kind of the way of the beast at this point when it comes to bands. Yeah. Stuff, unless you got something that's like really mind blowing. Lightning in a bottle, man. Yeah. You're, you're, if okay. your first three albums aren't lightning in a bottle, then you're probably gonna gonna have to give it up at one point. Yeah. Pretty sad. So. But um, another great example to the wind. Man, I yeah. was devastated when they when they posted that shit. But yeah. That just being said, hey, we should have a, a, a tribute memorial to all the bands that didn't make it, local or not local. We should do that one of these days. We can do that. It's all the bands we loved that had to say goodbye. Okay, we can do that. Yeah. I, I, have, I have a feeling I have a lot. Hey, Vanna. <laughs> well, I was thinking about just local stuff, like bands that I knew, like people that I knew that were like, wow, you guys are really good. But Hating the arsonist. Yeah. Or- well, them and Coast of Poseidon and yeah. Forever and Everlast. And- I, think, I think it's easier to name the Chicago bands that are still going. Like speaking with Ghost is still going and I think they're stronger than they, ever. They just cut off tour with fucking a pot yep. of burner body for crying mm-hmm. out loud, so they're doing pretty well. But yeah, so other than that, didn't mean to depress you before we sign off. But that was this episode of the Second City Kids podcast. And it is dark as fuck outside. Yeah, and it's dark and DA's probably gonna get struck by lightning. But uh so we'll see you here back next week for episode one hundred thirty four. And until then deuces. Thank you guys for joining us this week on the Second City Kids podcast. You can like us on iTunes, Google, anywhere else podcasts are found. Any comments, questions, or concerns, you can email us at secondcitykids at gmail.com. Until next week, folks, deuces. Deuces.